0: Tune in and chill out as we bring you the people and places across Kentucky that inspire and amuse. This is Muse. My guest this episode is a singer-songwriter from Berea, Kentucky. He's been nominated for an appy in 2023 for the best singer-songwriter. He's opened for Chris Knight, chaired the stage with Ward Davis, he headlined the Buffalo Days Festival in Grand Lakes, Colorado. Here to discuss his new album, Too Late for Flowers, Lance Rogers. Welcome, Lance. Thanks for having me. So you've been on the podcast before, back in 2021, we did an episode at the venue in Moorhead. But I'd like to go briefly uh, over your background for those who haven't been introduced to you or your music. So let's get started with some of the basics. Where does your interest in music come from?
1: I guess most likely from my parents, my mom especially, like she she listened to music all the time. My dad had a good record collection. Uh, we were always listening to, you know, some Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson and CCR bands like that in his truck. You know, a lot of uh, time just listening to music and singing along to it from the time I was a little kid. I remember singing from the time I was very young. That's probably where the love of it first started back there when I was, you know, four or five years old.
0: And how long have you been playing and writing now?
1: I wrote my first song in around twenty seventeen, and I I've, I tried to write some songs before that, like when I was in high school, but could never figure those out. Never never became anything, but I did have an interest in writing music. I I played guitar from the time I was a little kid, just on and off. I took a guitar class in in high school. I take my guitar to school with me, and uh, it was the last class of the day, and you know, I usually get through the schoolwork, and then we'd go out in the hallway and just play guitar and just have fun with it. But I never never dreamed that I would end up, you know, doing the singer-songwriter thing at that point.
0: Do you have any formal instruction in music, or are you
1: self-taught? It's all self-taught. I really do wish that I had formal training, but it's just uh, me figuring things out as I go along. What influences you? What influences me? I love the way that music affects people. That's been a big influence, of just seeing how it's made me feel. Um, as far as, in particular, like people, seeing some people along the way in person at concerts and shows that I know, you know, it just made me feel like this was something very important to do. I remember seeing Frank Sinatra when I was a young kid at the Four Tops and people like that, like in, in Las Vegas. My very first concert, the biggest show that I can imagine being involved with when I was a kid was uh, George Strait in 89. Those kind of things really did influence me on how music affected me and how that it can affect other people. At some point, it kind of became therapy to me to play music and to write songs and to make people feel the way that I felt along those ways.
0: How would you describe your sound to someone who's never heard your
1: music? My sound? Some of my early influences as well. It's kind of like jumping off that last last couple questions. In high school, I listened to a lot of grunge. I never really listened to bluegrass music, it really wasn't my thing, but grunge was, I listened to a lot of rock and and traditional, like old school country. I would think that my sound is a little bit um, old school country mixed with grunge, and I, I don't know what that is called, I I hope I've developed my own sound, cause I'm not trying to do anything else but that, but yeah, I mean, some people have said who they think my voice sounds like, and you know, you hear that every once in a while, getting comparisons with with some people but Mm. overall i think i've I've carved out my own kind of sound for sure
0: yeah so so what's your what's your favorite comparison and least favorite comparison
1: (laughs) my favorite well i get eddie Vedder a lot i love Mm. i've always loved eddie Vedder's voice i've gotten that quite a bit um i don't i don't like if somebody says man you were you know you got that chris Stapleton kind of thing going on like not really i don't think you know so yes i mean that would be the one that i I don't get that that often. I get Eddie better more often than that. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's Lance Rogers. It's not, you know that's yeah. the sound that I'm trying to get.
0: Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break and thank our supporters. You can get mentioned on the podcast by supporting Muse or Muse Magazine. You can check out our website at musekycom.wordpress.com for details. We'll be right back with Lance Rogers on Muse. Manifest and Festival of the Muse, September 6th and 7th in Irvin, Kentucky. The weekend pass for both events in one weekend is just $55. Tickets are on sale now at museky.com.wordpress.com. Special thanks to our supporters, Jetlane Recording of Richmond, Kentucky. Jetlanerecording.com. Muse is all about local. Visit our website at musekycom.wordpress.com to become a supporter of the podcast or magazine and get some big advertising on your small business budget. Welcome back to Muse. This episode, we're tuning in and chilling out with Lance Rogers. So Lance, we've talked a little bit about your background. Let's talk about the present. It's the eve of your album release, Too Late for Flowers, on all platforms starting tomorrow at midnight, actually. Is that right? That's right. So what's the vibe inside your head like tonight?
1: I wish I would have done more <laughs> to to kind of promote it and get it out there. But, you know, it's going to do what it's going to do. There's always that feeling like I could have done more. It's important to get the music out. And, you know, this winter, I tried to lay my lay low a little bit. I didn't book myself that much um, just because I kind of needed a break. It was just a lot last year. And I wanted to ramp up this year in expectation of releasing this album. This album is uh, something I'm very proud of. Every song on there has meaning to me, so I can't wait for y'all to hear it.
0: Let's talk about the album itself. How many albums have you released to date?
1: I've only released one full album. Uh, The last thing I did release was an EP, six songs on it. This is my second full album, 10 songs. Where did you make the album? I made the album in two different places. About half the songs at Dwayne Lundy's place in Lexington the Lexington recording company. And then I did the rest of the songs at fat cave studios with Sam Rogers and Logan Henry. So it's kind of a mix between those two producers and it's created an, an interesting sound. It flows pretty seamlessly. So, you know, you, Unless you, unless you looked up the credits, you're not going to know like, who produced it in particular. very high quality, both of them. I, I enjoyed working with both of them equally. and But this is the album that I definitely want to put together, and I'm proud of it.
0: This album has a theme, uh, Too Late for Flowers. And I asked you when we were preparing for the interview to describe the album in three words. And you said Appalachian on fire. And so being the journalist that I am, I had to ask you to define Appalachian in your own words. You said the region is hot with talent, and that was your first response. This album is a testament to that. You have some very talented people working on this album. You just named a few. Tell us who else has worked on
1: this album with you. Uh, Don Rogers is on there. He's playing mandolin fiddle, and fiddle in a lot of songs. Uh, we've got Jamie Gaddis playing upright bass, and she does some um, even some background vocals on some stuff, especially a song called Lost You. Uh, she just makes me cry every time we sing that. Sam Rogers, I, I mentioned him. He produced it, but he also plays drums on some of the songs. Logan Henry is a man of many talents. He played pedal steel on there, plays lead guitar on some songs, and banjo, phaser banjo. You know the songs that were produced by Dwayne Lundy. He had uh, Tom Nato on bass. We got a guy that goes by a Little. I guess his nickname Little Joe. Laura Joe Met. He played. He played lead guitar with uh, Sturgill Simpson back in the day. Aaron Smith played drums on some songs. Just a an all-star cast of different artists that played on this thing.
0: In terms of the creative process, did this album differ in any other
1: major ways from past releases? You know, the first album, I was kind of working through some some things, some personal things in my life, along with a lot of things were happening. And it was my way of kind of like putting in a form where I could I could manage it better. It was fun to put it out. You know, it was like, I didn't know quite what it was going to do. It's mostly sad songs, I guess, kind of medium tempo songs. And this one differs in the fact that this one is mostly up-tempo. It's not quite a party album, but it's it's something that makes you want to tap your toes and move and sing. There's only really one sad song on there. And so it differs a lot that way.
0: Going back to the question, when we were talking about you describing the album's theme, you gave me three statements and we talked about the first one. The region had a lot of talent. And the other two, you gave me two words, sacrifice and rebirth. So I want to talk about each of these because there is a lot to unpack here. And let's start with sacrifice.
1: Sacrifice, you know, that's what it it took to get to this point. There's sacrifice of my own time, which is the most precious thing you can have to give away. Uh, There's a sacrifice of family time, different things that I could have been doing other than traveling around playing music and writing, socializing and going to shows. There's a lot of other things that I could have been doing, but this is what I I feel like it, it's my passion. It's my drive. There's sacrifice. It's the biggest thing. Is like when you dedicate yourself to something, you are sacrificing your future because there are many different options you have in life. You can go down many different roads, but this is the road that I'm traveling. And this is, it is a sacrifice because you've got to keep your head straight, focus on what you want. There are a lot of distractions it, and a lot of times where you second guess yourself sometimes, but you got to rule that out and just focus straight ahead.
0: Before we talk about the rebirth element, I wanted to ask you about a dream that you had recently. You posted on social media that you had a dream about a snake. Can you tell us about that dream?
1: Sure. Uh, I was in the backyard. I remember walking out there and I I noticed something moving around this hole. It wasn't a very deep hole. It just had some leaves in it. And when I got closer, black snake lunged out, struck me in the left hand and it wouldn't let go. I was trying to pry it off and I had a, had some tools in my in my pocket like I usually do and I, I found these cutters and I ended up cutting it and it let go and I decided, I don't know, out of maybe vengeance or something, but I took the snake's head and I forced it back into itself and it started eating itself. I woke up out of that dream and I couldn't go back to sleep. I had v- very vivid dreams, but this one stood out to me in particular. as something. It was a message. I looked it up and just about every... Everything that I read, and research about this dream was that it was a good, it was a good sign from the being struck in the left hand to the snake eating itself. I post a lot of dreams on social media that stand out to me because I want to have those memories later on. I have a lot of those through the years that I've posted, but this one in particular, most everybody that responded said, yeah, this is a good omen. There's only a couple people that are like, no, the snake bit you because this and that It's like, that's a bad thing. Anxiety. That's what I thought it was. I suffer from anxiety some and some depression. And I was thinking that maybe it was something like that. But when I, the more I thought about it, all the pressure that I've had leading up to this point this, and releasing this album, there's always these questions you have, like, is it good enough? Like, are people going to like it? But ultimately, it's what I want to have out. So I don't think it was I think it was anxiety-induced. I think it was a message saying like, hey, this is all part of it. Don't worry about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Snakes are, and the shading of their skin is very symbolic of that. So how do you feel that the album symbolizes rebirth for you personally?
1: I feel like personally, this album, although, you know, there are some themes in there that kind of link back to some of the things that I've gone through. Overall, it's something that I have, you know, it's almost like my launch pad, as opposed to like dealing with certain things and certain anxieties and and personal things. This is like, okay, let's have some fun now. I got, got past all the other stuff. Let's have some fun. And it doesn't mean that I'm, I might not put another album out later that's like completely back to sad songs. I don't know. But here's where I am now. And I feel pretty, pretty damn proud of it.
0: Yeah. So we're going to take another short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about Lance's upcoming UK tour and the album release party slated for April 13th at Black Box Media in Berea, Kentucky. Stay tuned in and chill out. You're listening to Muse. Manifest and Festival of the Muse September 6th and 7th in Irvine Kentucky the weekend pass for both events in one weekend is just $55 tickets are on sale now at museky.com.wordpress.com special thanks to our supporters Jetlane Recording of Richmond Kentucky jetlinerecording.com muse is all about local Visit our website at musekycom.wordpress.com to become a supporter of the podcast or magazine and get some big advertising on your small business budget. Welcome back to Muse. We're in Berea, Kentucky with Lance Rogers talking about his latest album, Too Late for Flowers. It's out tonight at midnight on all platforms. We've been talking about the album and what went into making it, and we're recording this on the night before the album release. Tomorrow, the album comes out, but you are not resting on your achievements. You have a tour coming up in the UK, and that's really exciting. Is this your first time out of the country?
1: It's not the first time out of the country, but it is the
0: first time out of the country playing music. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was my next question. Is Mm -hmm. your first time playing music outside? So for the other artists who are listening, how did you end up booking these dates in the UK?
1: Well, it was interesting. It was like, you know, social media is a tool, and I've used this tool to uh, to get to this point. And I made a post on social media, like summer of last year, saying simply that I wanted to play in Europe, or something to that effect. And and the, and for people to tag like people that they knew over there. And so of course, like people started like tagging their friends and being like, "You need to play here. You need to play there." Uh, one woman in particular. Reached out to me directly, and she's like, "Hey, if you're serious about coming over here, like I have a place you can stay. Me and my husband love to help artists traveling through, and her name's Cat Deeds. And so, I told her how serious I was about it, and that I figured England would be a good place to to do a tour because you know the, there's not a language barrier. It's it, it feels like there's a lot of people that travel back and forth between those two places here and there, and so it would be a natural thing. So Kat began planning these dates. She went ahead and, and started booking some shows. I made a, a message group uh, between the two of us, and we there's another guy out there named Jack Browning. I reached out to Jack Browning because I, he and I have been friends on, on social media for a long time. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods soon. We need to maybe do some shows together. It's like, sure thing. So I added him to the group. We just all started talking, and before you know it, we had a, you know, five or six shows lined up, and, and it felt very real. I've got my plane tickets, got my passport lined up, and so here we go, and it was all basically a result of just making a, a Facebook post.
0: Coming off the tour, you're going to be coming home and pretty much going to sleep and then getting up, going to the album release party, <laughs> but um, what, are you, what other goals do you have for yourself? I know going overseas to play music has got to be
1: a pretty big one. Anything else in the future? My goals are to continue to make bigger shows, bigger venues, and to really focus on getting my music out there, all my music. Like, I have probably 100 songs that I still need to get out. Just picking between those songs, which ones I feel like are the are the right ones at the right moment. Those are some goals, is to get more music out in the coming years. I want to do an EP and an album every year. I think that's a pretty easy pattern to follow, considering the, what's happened the past couple of years. But I'd love to play on a stage where as many people as I can imagine singing a song back to me that I've written. That's a goal of mine, and I do have a couple specific venues that I'd love to play, but we'll see how this album fares and um, what what transpires this year. I think it's going to be some really good things, though.
0: Yeah, and so I always like to ask artists, just in case someone else might be listening, anybody out there you'd really like to work with?
1: Artist-wise? Yeah. First of all, before we go to the artists that I'd like to work with, I do have to say that I am so happy to be working with Freight Train management right now that Stacy has built up there is incredible. I feel like they do have a really good pulse on Americana music and where it's headed. Uh, I just feel very comfortable to be working with them. As far as artists I'd love to work with, if Sergio Simpson heard any of my music and thought it was good, I would be forward. You know, I love uh I've always loved Jason Isbell. I love Chris Knight. If any of those guys ever said I would love to do something with you that would just it blow my mind yeah, those are that's a, that's a those are big goals. I mean, the people that I like to work with directly, I've been working on a few songs here and there with some friends, and uh, these are friends that I'm sure your listeners here are going to know. Um, Daniel Kane, we're working on a couple songs. He's got some, he's got a really bright future in music. Uh, Hunter Flynn, those two guys right there, are like brothers. So there's really good things coming out of the scene right now. I am a, in a privileged position to be able to work with a lot of people like that. Man, we're just all trying to do the same thing. We got each other's back. Yeah, Speaking of working with,
0: uh, let's make the announcement. Who's opening for you album
1: release show? Yeah, the album release show. Aja Haynes is one of the guys. I saw him at an open mic one night at Rebel Rebel Studio, Berea, Kentucky. And he had a song that he just floored me called uh, Tortured Artist. His voice would just mesmerize you. And I, I just have a very good feeling about his future in music. But he's going to be there. He's going to be opening the show. Also, uh, Luke Seal. He was there playing with his full band that night, too, at an open mic. And they had a show coming up. I guess they released an album or some songs. And so they're going to be their full band. We're going to set my equipment up. Don't miss that show. It's going to be incredible. For details
0: on that show and everything about Lance and what he's going to be doing in the UK and to follow his journey, be sure you follow him on all of his social media platforms. Visit our website at musky.wordpress.com for information and to reserve your tickets for An Evening with Lance. Space will be limited, and I promise you don't want to miss this. It's not just going to be an event; it's going to be an experience. So get your tickets as soon as they go on sale. Any final thoughts? Closing statements?
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm happy that this this uh, album release party is going to happen. It's right in my hometown, Berea, and I feel like this is a suitable place to to do it. I mean, we've got black box media uh, studio space that we're going to. So it's not a typical music venue. It's going to be a very loungy kind of great experience, laid back uh it's gonna, gonna be a lot of great music that night and we want everybody to have fun like crystal said just don't don't sleep on it make sure you get your tickets ahead of time you know just get there get your tickets early and um get to the show early too you don't want to miss those openers yeah definitely
0: so um we we'll to play us a song see how that sounds on this mic.
1: i can play I you a song. for that I'm on my guitar right. <laughs> i have to go get it it's upstairs okay uh, what song do you want here um I
0: don't know. i'm gonna play something
1: off the new album yeah I gotta start over yeah it's very weird singing with one <laughs> only one ear.
2: Killing time with all that I can buy Still can't find a thing that I call mine I try and hold on but good times won't stay I'm just in an American way My place of life's on the production line Still don't know if it'll come in time But then if It's a slow fuse burning through my shoulder tension looking down as far as I can see. It's a feeling towards a lover that you'll never say. Long Good job.
0: This is Muse.